0: The scripture for this series is from Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. The parable of the Good Samaritan. Here are these words of scripture taken from the New International Version. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down to... The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Thanks, Christy.
1: Today we are continuing our series, Get Off Your Donkey. We are in week five, and this series is based off of the book, with the same title, Get Off Your Donkey, by Reggie McNeil, And his whole book is based on this scripture, this Good Samaritan parable that Christy just read for us. In this parable, there is a man who is beaten. He's robbed, and he's left for dead on the side of the road. And a a priest and then a very religious man both walk by this man, who's laying there half dead, They pass by on the other side, not helping him at all. Then another man, a Samaritan, someone from the people that the Jews looked down upon at that time, he comes by on his donkey. And instead of simply passing by, the man gets off his donkey. He goes over to the man who is hurting, he cares for him. He puts him on his own donkey and then takes him to a place where the man can be safe and heal while he is recovering. And then Jesus ends this story by saying, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. Okay, amen, the end, right? Like, that's simple. We'll just go do that. It sounds easy, Go and care for people, but throughout this series, we have acknowledged all of the reasons, or at least many of them, as to why we don't act like the Samaritan man, why we act like the people who walked on by, whether it's our fear or judgmentalism, busyness, or we simply don't see the person because we're too preoccupied with ourselves. Then last week, we And then this week, we are learning about all of the ways that when we help others, we end up learning ourselves. Part of it is that we talked about last week, we learn about our passions and our values when we step out and we help others. It helps us to discern those things that show our true beliefs in action, our values, are then seen And then today we talk about our God-given talents and strengths, all of the ways that we learn lifelong learning through helping others. And I'm grateful that this book spends time connecting those two, this determined service, which is one of our values at BUMC, or the getting off your donkey, as the book puts it, with lifelong learning another one of our values here at BUMC. Our, life, our lifelong learning, it says, we are unabashedly authentic in our lifelong quest to grow with God and learn with one another. These two things, serving and learning, they're connected, they're intertwined, because when we learn about our own strengths and skills and talents and abilities, then we can better use those things to help others. And then we use the lessons from what we do to then help us discern our strengths and and all of our abilities. And we can also use the lessons of our lives, our experiences, to help others. I had someone share with me, Pastor Heidi, I, I really like this Get Off Your Donkey series, but Right now, I'm the one on the side of the road. I'm the one that needs the help. So what, what do I do? And one of the characters that we haven't talked about at all, really, is the man that's left on the side of the road. We've all, we all been that character at one point in our lives. Maybe multiple times. We have been the one that has needed help. We've been the one that have felt hopeless ourselves, maybe feeling forgotten by other people, or even forgotten by God, perhaps. And when we're in those moments, we know, I hope we know, that it is good to receive, to receive the help, to focus on our own healing. And in the midst of that, those moments, know that we are learning, that those experiences help us to tap into compassion and empathy for those in need so that then we can better help when we are rejuvenated ourselves. Because we've been there, because we know how it feels, and we know what we would have liked in that situation, that equips us to better help others. All of these are ways that we learn every moment of our days and continue to learn how God has created us so that we might go and do God's good work in the world. Each week we have had people from our congregation to share how they get off their donkeys. This week I asked Craig and Mary Kotnick to share about how they use their strengths to help others. Let's take a look.
2: Hi, we are Craig and Mary Kotnick. We have been members at BUMC for almost 30 years. Over the years, Craig and I have participated in many activities here. To name a few would be Music with a Mission, Music Ministry, YSP, UMW, uh, Home Days with the Cherry Pies, and Nehemiah Mission.
3: And Panera Bread Delivery, and Memorial Service Receptions, and other various church committees. So we're here to talk about the Nehemiah Mission, and uh, the first question is, how did we get involved in the Nehemiah Mission? Well, during the summer at the Nehemiah Mission, uh, youth groups stay there during the week, and they do projects around the city, just like we do with YSP. And so one summer, Pastor Jim decided he wanted to have a service after after their projects were complete, and he wanted to do it at the residence where they did their projects so they could sell or have a celebration after the project was complete and most of the residents can't make it to the mission so they wanted to do it at their houses so he asked me to play and we started doing that one summer we did it many times we used to travel go around on a friday afternoon and and play and celebrate the completion of the project
2: as Craig said since the fall i've been helping out cooking and helping to prepare the community meal on tuesdays And all kinds of people come to Nehemiah. You have refugee families there that have been there from Africa, from Afghanistan. You have families from Peru. And I think the key about Nehemiah is that it morphs with what the community needs at that time. Um, They do focus on families. For instance, there's a family there now with um, six children. The oldest is 18. So if they were in a shelter, that 18-year-old would not be allowed to be with the rest of the family. Another family where there's a disabled adult child, and same situation. A family would not be able to stay together as a unit. All the families that stay there are vetted by outside agencies, and they come to Nehemiah through the international school, other churches, other agencies, um, and they figure out what the best needs are, to, the best way to meet their needs, and sometimes that is you know through Nehemiah, and so that's where they get placed.
3: For me, working at the mission at the mission means playing guitar, which is what I really like to do anyway. So it's a good example uh, in the book where. Reggie McNeil talks about playing to your strengths, doing the things you like, because you'll you'll end up doing it more often. And you know, playing guitar and not only in this church, but also down at the mission has opened up all kinds of other opportunities to all the other things we've done down there. Plus, I mean for me, I'm playing guitar while everybody else is washing dishes and cleaning up, and that's a that's an added benefit. So so other than that, volunteering at the mission you know, it's really opened up a whole new world to me. When you're working at the mission, you get a completely different view of, uh, of how the world is. And the one thing it leads to is, is a sense of gratitude, number one, for what you have. Because you get to see a lot of people don't have what you have. It's really a different world. So the thing you learn is that people are more alike than different the divisiveness we hear on the news continuously, it's not really like that. We're really much more the same than we are different in the end. And being at the mission helps me see that kinds of thing.
2: One of the questions was, what skills you know do we you know, use there and, and why? Um, skills, I don't know, just knowledge that you learn over the years, right? How to do things, how to weed a garden, you know, just basic, simple things. Um, and this just really gets down to caring. You know, the, the commitment can be a few hours, once a week, every other week. It could be a longer term commitment where it's still only a few hours a week, but like for marketing for them, for instance, that would be a huge help.
3: So a few weeks ago, uh, I heard a quote attributed to Martin Luther King Jr. and it goes like this. If you, if you pour a bucket of water on a burning building, it's not going to put out the fire. It, this doesn't mean that water doesn't put out fire. It just means there's not enough water. So if you think of the need for volunteering as that burning building, uh, as a fire to be put out, there just needs to be a lot more water. And you know, we all need to get off our I mean donkeys and be that water.
1: Mary and Craig get off their donkeys in all kinds of ways. YSP is Youth Service Project, which is the youth mission trip. Um, And UMW is United Methodist Women, who is now UWF, United Women in Faith. But it's all the same to me. I just wanted to share the alphabet soup with you all so you understood it. And I like Craig's honesty, that he'd much rather play to his strengths by playing guitar and let others wash the dishes. As I was sitting here thinking, I was looking out and thinking about Marla is, loves to bake. And so she, if we need muffins or cookies, she's like, I got it, I can do that. Or (laughs) my darling husband Russ, he cooks. And so I call on him all the time to, hey, can you, can you make this real quick for the church? <laughs> just because he's, he's convenient. Or people who are extroverted, helping on the welcome team, greeting people, helping them find their way around the church. These are just a few of the ways that people play to their strengths, like Craig was talking about. When I asked Craig and Mary to talk, I was interested to see what Mary would say about her strengths. Sometimes it's hard for us to see our own strengths because they're just normal to us. But she named one of her strengths when she said, it's really just down to caring. That's a strength that Mary has. She cares about people. When she sees that someone is in need, she wants to help. And she has the skills of organization and the willingness and the energy to, as Jesus said, go and do likewise. I wanted to name that specifically because it's easy to see skills like playing the guitar and baking and carpentry, things like that. Those are easy to see in front of our face. And there's also those skills that are harder to see, like caring and compassion and empathy. But those are just as important. Craig shared in the video, when you're working at the mission, you get a completely different glimpse of how the world works. And you learn that people are more alike than different. He learned that by helping others, by being in their presence reminding us that helping others doesn't just help us to teach us about ourselves, but it also teaches us about the world around us and how to see beyond ourselves and our own experiences, broadening our minds, opening us to seeing God all around us, reminding us that we are all beloved children of God. In the book, Reggie McNeil says that God has two Questions for us. And God gives us both of the answers. But the answers to the questions, they cannot be interchanged. Neither one works to answer the other question. So God's first question is, why should I let you into heaven? And the answer is found in the truth of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Paul said, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Why does God let us into heaven? Because God has given us the gift of perpetual connection with God, that eternal life. And we simply have to hold out our hands and receive it. That's it. It's not about what we do in this world or what we don't do. It's not about how many sins we've racked up and how awful the world tells us we are. It's about believing in our hearts that, yes, I've screwed up. A lot, maybe. And God loves me. God wants to be in relationship with me. And then receive that gift of love, knowing that you are God's beloved. That is the first question, all about Jesus. Then God's second question is, what did you do with the life I gave you? And the answer to this is found in the next verse of Ephesians, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We don't earn our salvation. Jesus did that. Jesus does that. But when it comes to the stewardship of our lives, we can't offer Jesus' work on our behalf. God expects us to do something with what we have received. God has prepared in advance for us to do our good and holy work. God has given us the strengths, the abilities, the talents, everything that we have, and then expects us to be good stewards of that, to use them and go and do likewise. Today we have the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion together. And each time we celebrate Holy Communion, we pause and we acknowledge that we have not always done Jesus' good works. We have not always used our gifts the way God would want us to. We have fallen short and we have broken God's laws. And so we acknowledge those things, recognizing that God is inviting us into relationship with God to try again, again and again and again, no matter how many times we come to this table, knowing that God loves us. God wants us to be in relationship with God, desiring that eternal life to begin here and now. And so I invite you, as we begin To this time of celebration of Holy Communion, let us pray this prayer of confession and receive God's pardon together. Please join me with the words on the screen. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. We have not loved our neighbors, is in there. Do you notice that? And yet, Christ died for us. On the night in which Jesus Gave himself for us. He took the bread from his table and he gave thanks to God. And then he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to God. And then he gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Most holy and beloved God, we pray that you might pour out your Holy Spirit on us. And on these gifts of bread and wine, O God, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. God, we take these simple things, bread and juice, we offer them to you, and we know that through the power of your spirit, you make them more. You make them a way that we might connect with you. Remember our own holiness in you to rejuvenate us, to empower us to go into the world. Oh God, by your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we get to feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate Holy Communion in the United Methodist Church, we believe in an open table, which means that everyone is welcome and invited to come and to receive God's grace if you are willing to extend your hand and to receive it. The welcome team will guide you forward, and I invite you to take a cup of bread and a cup of juice, receive the elements, and you might place the empty cups in the communion rail. Online, you may now celebrate with us the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Come, let us celebrate and receive as God's family.
4: race descending from the source of its supply, cause in the highlands and the Oh, good shepherd, but like a lamb was slain for me. So I will praise you on the mountain. I will praise you in the mountains in my way. You're the summit where my feet are. So I will praise you in the valleys all the same.
1: Let's pray. Good and gracious God, it is so wonderful to enjoy this feast together, knowing that this is just a foretaste of what is to come. God, may this empower us to go into your world, to love as you love, to go and do likewise. Amen. Now, as we head into a time of prayer with one another, I invite those online to please use prayer at brexelumc.com. You can also text, or you can use um, the... I saw Marla get up, and I was like, what am I forgetting? Um, Sorry. (laughs) You can also use the Facebook comments. There you go. Now, I invite the choir to come forward, as they will sing beautifully, I am sure.
4: Amen. Oh!
1: you choir. We have several prayers that have come in. Linda asked for prayers for Deanne uh, for continued healing and also for prayers from Amy from Maine who is recovering from COVID. She worships with us online and even this morning she said good morning from Maine and so that's fun. And then also for Nell Taylor, who is recovering from a broken wrist, as well as Tom Taylor, who um, prayers for continuing recovering from a fall himself. And then Kathy asks for prayers for her aunt, who is continuing to struggle with cancer. And Shelly asks for prayers for Lila, who has Crohn's and recovering from surgery, and for Kathy, who is searching for a home. Tracy has prayers of joy for Aunt Sue, who had successful chemo and surgery for ovarian cancer. And then Kim asks for prayers for her best friend and her family. I also want to ask for prayers for Bruce, who is continuing to recover from heart surgery. With all of that, let us go to our Lord in prayer. Gracious God, we are grateful for the eyes, for your eyes that enable us to see the world as you see it, for your heart when, within us that enables us to feel the compassion you feel, and for your courage that equips us to go and do likewise. We know that there are people around us each and every day that are in desperate need of your mercy and love. We have lifted up names of our loved ones to you, and we pray that you will be with them, that you might equip us to help in whatever way they may need. God, help us to not be too busy or too frightened, to extend a hand and help. And grant us the insight to see the need in others, the wisdom to know what to do, and the will to do it. We pray all of these things in Christ's name, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before I begin our traditional action steps, I need to make an announcement. Mike, who is our technical media director, has accepted a full-time position at another church, and his last day with BUMC will be on February 18th. He has been with us six short months, and I almost didn't accept his letter of resignation because I didn't want to, but I did. We are very grateful for Mike, his positive and joyful attitude as well, as the ways that he has helped our worship both online and in person, creating the videos, adding cameras, and just making it an overall um, better experience and more worshipful experience. And so we are grateful to Mike, and if anybody knows, anyone who wants to be our technical media director part-time, let us know. now our action steps. I do want to focus um, on ways that you can attend to your lifelong learning here at BUMC. We have many different ways. Um, At 930, we have classes for all ages right now. um, The adults are discussing Get Off Your Donkey and uh, Basic Beliefs, which is basics of the United Methodist Church. And then the kids are learning about the Good Samaritan. And then we also have our confirmation for seventh and eighth graders. Then we have Sprouts that's during this service when the kids leave with Miss Jenny and they go upstairs. They have a whole other one-room Sunday school, and they have a grand time learning together. And then we have our Wednesday night Bible study at seven o'clock on Zoom, so anybody can join us from anywhere. And then on Thursday at nine thirty in the morning this week, we will have uh, Jenny will be teaching christianity 's family tree, and we also have Lectio on Monday and on Tuesdays, and then other things that I am forgetting. Those are just a few of the ways. Then I want to rem- make sure everybody knows to come to church hungry, come to worship hungry next week at 10:30, because at 11:30 directly following the service, the Scouts are going to make us pancakes. So, and I think there's like bacon and stuff too. So you can come for that, and it's fun, and it's a great time to fellowship in Fellowship Hall. And then the next day, or the next day, the next Sunday is February 19th, and we will have one service at 10:30. It will be our big workshop event, and we will make 35,000 meals. We'll pack these meals to go across. The globe, and it's something we'll do down in Fellowship Hall together. Um, we'd love for you to register for that, and then because then you won't have to worry about it that day, that morning. Um, there are people in the parlor to help you do that the par- directly on the other side of the beautiful windows back there. Um, and you can also do that online as well. And we will also have an online worship service for those joining online or anybody who's unable to stand for that long and, and help us with the with the Rise Against Hunger, the worship. Um, you might come here into the sanctuary and worship with the online group as well. Or if you're joining us from somewhere else, go and volunteer that morning wherever you are. So. All of those things are ways that we can get off our donkey and go and help others and be the help that this world so desperately needs. So let us receive the benediction so we might go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Thank you.
4: Have a good week.